Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, what's up? It's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And uh, we're we're coming at you live with a little Maggie and Julia episode. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> it's been forever. Also, it's not live for you. It's live for us. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's never. Let, let me it's make some never live. It will never be live for you. That would be too difficult. And <sighs> I would have too much anxiety. I have to edit out some of the stupid things that I say. And a lot of the stupid things I say still make it in, which just gives you a hint how much I'm saying. Well, I mean, it it helps that I also say a lot of stupid things. So we kind of balance each other. The bar <laughs> is low. Yeah. <laughs> we should try doing something live, though, at some point, like an yeah. Instagram live. I don't even know what we'd talk about, though. Instagram lives scare me because I just feel like all you do is say hi to the people who show up. And then what do you talk about? Yeah, right. So... <laughs> I accidentally clicked on someone's Instagram live that I knew and no! it happened to be an ex of mine and I popped on and he said, oh, hey, Julia. And then I was like, nope, and just exited. You just described <laughs> to me that that's a modern day nightmare. Oh, it is a nightmare. It was so embarrassing and it was years ago and I still remember it. I'm mm. so sorry that happened to you. I'm genuinely so sorry that happened. No, it's okay. Is of my own making. I shouldn't have even hovered my finger near that live button. Never, never <laughs> hover. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure you guys are thinking to yourselves, what are Maggie and Julia going to talk about today? And if you haven't read the episode description, let me be here to tell you. We're talking about graphic novels. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. You guys, I'm so jazzed. I I recently fell in love with graphic novels about two years ago. Haven't read too many, but I've read a few. And I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to delve in. How are you feeling, Julia? I'm super excited, not only to talk about probably my favorite graphic novels that I discovered semi-recently, but also just for the fact that we don't have um, a question sheet for this episode. So we're playing fast and loose. And that is also very exciting. We're crazy. Okay. <laughs> we're we're wild today. <laughs> um, well, Julia. Yes. Should I ask you a warm-up question a la author interviews? Or would you <laughs> like to give us a summary of your chosen graphic novel? You know what? Let's do a warm-up question. Okay. Julia. Yes. What do you feel is the food and drink that best pairs with the book that you have chosen? Mm, okay. So I would say probably a Starbucks drink Ooh. and a carton of strawberries and blueberries. Okay. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the Starbucks drink, is this like a fun and fruity drink, like a refresher or a frappuccino or something? Or is this like a a black cup of coffee? Um, Honestly, I think it could be whatever your heart desires. When I was thinking of a Starbucks drink, I was thinking of like their strawberries and cream frappuccino. Okay. Um, But I think any of their drinks would work with it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. 
Mm, I'm excited to hear why. Yeah, right? Um, Do I need to tell you now? No, tell me. You can tell me later. Great. Uh, What about you? Do you have a food and drink pairing with your your graphic novel? Okay, yes. Um, I won't say what graphic novel it is yet since we're being being, secrets. We're keeping secrets. Um, (laughs) But I will say that it takes place in autumn and there are ghosts. So I'm going to pick some like autumnal treats. So I'm thinking like like a pumpkin muffin and like a warm drink. Like an like a cider, okay. maybe like a little hot cocoa, mm-hmm. something cozy. Some cozy vibes. I love that. Yeah. That's okay, cute. Julia. Mm-hmm. Tell us what graphic novel have you chosen? I have chosen Lore Olympus by Rachel Smith or Smith. I'm not entirely sure, but her last name is spelled S-M-Y-T-H-E. So I think it's Smith. That would be my guess as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very fun. It is a mythic retelling of the story of Hades and Persephone. And it's just excellent. It's so good. I love it so much. I can't wait to tell everyone everything about it. Amazing. Do you have a little summary for us? That was my summary. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) Well, well then. It is a mythic retelling of Hades and Persephone. That is my summary. (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much. I guess I could give you a little bit more, maybe. Uh, Okay. So Persephone is like a college-age student. And mm-hmm. Hades is still like 2000 years old, which is like, that is the one thing that's just like, mm, she's so young. Um, but they meet when she's 19 and he's like in love with her immediately. And she loves him so much, but they both, there, there are trials and tribulations and they're separated for like 20 to 30 years, I think. And so then um, right now in Webtoon, they've made it to season three, and mm-hmm. they just got back together from that separation, which okay. is cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So why do you need to eat strawberries and blueberries while you read this book? Okay. So <laughs> let me just show you the cover of this, of the volume two. I see Hades. Hades is blue and Persephone is pink. Just the artwork, all of the gods and goddesses are different colors. And um, I mean, that's kind of why I also thought any Starbucks drink would work because Hades is definitely like a black coffee guy and Persephone is absolutely that whipped cream on everything kind of gal. Absolutely. they're, They're also like very healthy eaters whenever they've had food. Like she's a vegetarian. I don't think he is. But then um, they just they eat really healthy stuff. And she's the goddess of spring. And so like fruits and veggies aplenty. Um, So that's kind of where the snack and drink pairings came from. Love it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. Okay. well, um, hit me up with some author facts. Tell me about this author. Okay, I actually only have two. That's okay. So Laura Olympus itself started on webtoon which is like an app slash website for graphic novels like episodic graphic novels and it started on webtoon in 2018 
And um, Rachel Smythe is based in New Zealand. Oh, that is cool. Right? Congratulations. Lord of the Rings. My gosh. Have you started the new show? We don't have time for this, but have you? (laughs) Um, Yes, I've watched the first episode. Okay. I actually started a lot of shows. I started uh, House of Dragon and Lord of the Rings of Power and um, Eleutheron. Wow, you are on top of it. I have seen all of A League of Their Own, and I haven't done anything else with the other two, but I'm starting Rings of Power tonight. I'm quite excited. Did I say Rings of Power or Rings of Fire? I don't even remember. I think Rings of Fire whenever I think Rings of Power. That's hilarious. I like it. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Yes, I did watch the first episode. Did I watch the second one? I might have watched the second one, too. I don't remember. Nice. A lot of good television. Yeah. Maggie, let's reveal the secret. What is your graphic novel? I am talking about Sheets by Brenna Thumler. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You guys, it's like, it's sweet and a little bit spooky, but it's really, really cute. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Hit us up with your little summary. I will. I will hit you up with a little summary. Here we go. Marjorie Glatt feels like a ghost. A practical 13-year-old in charge of the family laundry business, her daily routine features unforgiving customers, unbearable PE classes, and the evil Mr. Sabertuck who is committed to destroying everything she's worked for. Wendell is a ghost. A boy who lost his life much too young, his daily routine features ineffective death therapy a sheet-dependent identity, and a dangerous need to seek purpose in the forbidden human world. When their worlds collide, Marjorie is confronted by unexplainable disasters as Wendell transforms Glatt's laundry into his midnight playground, appearing as a mere sheet during the day. While Wendell attempts to create a new afterlife for himself, he unknowingly sabotages the life that Marjorie is struggling to maintain. Oh. It's super cute. It's it's for kids. Um, it's like a yeah. middle grade level graphic novel. But basically, as I said in my summary, both of the characters are dealing with grief in mm-hmm. some way. Marjorie is still dealing with the death of her mother. And her dad is extremely depressed, leaving her to take care of the laundromat all by herself. And this businessman is threatening to take it over. So when Wendell the ghost decides that he doesn't like being a ghost and he wants to go back to the human world, he starts living in the laundromat and he starts creating problems. But then him and Marjorie start to understand one another and form Mm -hmm. like a really close friendship. It's very like Casper the Friendly Ghost vibes. They really like they get to understand their grief and their sadness and try to figure out how to save the laundromat together. And it is so cute. And Wendell the ghost, I I want one. I'm like, where can I get a cute little ghost? He's so sweet and precious. All right. All right. Do you have any fun facts about Brenna and or Sheets? I have a few fun facts. Brenna Thumler has written three graphic novels. Her first was an adaptation of Anne of Green Gables. Sheets is her first original, and then she has a sequel to Sheets called Delicates. And um, Brenna Thumler, this is a fun fact, follows me on Instagram. What? 
Yes, she does. Um, and I wrote a project about her, her about sheets <laughs> for my master's. I wrote a proposal about adapting sheets into a children's animated feature film. And I got a I very good that. grade. <laughs> so. Good. <laughs> Uh (laughs) that's so cute oh that's so cool too i was gonna ask because i know that um at one point you posted about her and we're like oh my gosh she replied um so i just didn't know yes so it's pretty jazzy and um Mm -hmm. that's it those are my only fun facts but i figured i love them those are good fun facts thank you all right so do you have um like favorite who are your favorite characters in sheets my favorite character is undoubtedly Wendell. He he is so funny. I I wish that I had like like found a section to say. Let me just go to the part of where he's okay. So Wendell is he is waiting. There's a train to take him to the human world, and he's decided that he's done being a ghost. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the train station, and a ghost follows him. And the little ghost goes, where are you going? And then Wendell goes, where are you going? And then the little ghost goes, I'm not going anywhere. I was hit by a train, you know. And then Wendell goes, it's not a reverse process. If you're hoping to get hit by another train, you'll just be more dead. (laughs) And then then the little one goes, once you're dead, you're dead. You can't (laughs) overdie. It's just Wendell is so <laughs> I I love him. He's so funny to me. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and he oh. when he first sees the laundromat, he gets so confused by all of the hanging sheets. He thinks that it's like other ghosts and he gets like really dizzy and silly. I love oh, him. He's that's my so favorite. Wholesome and, and sassy. He's so sassy. And I think I genuinely think Brenna Thumler does such a good job at handling grief in kids because mm-hmm. he's he's very young. I think he's only nine or ten, and he is trying to understand and like come to terms with the fact that he's dead, and, I, and that's like a really really big subject for like a young kid to sort of figure out. And I, I think it, it just is handled really really well. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, well, so obviously Hades and Persephone are my favorites, but if I'm choosing outside of the main characters, um, I think I'd have to say probably Hermes and Ares. Hermes is like the god of messen- messengers. He he is the messenger. He really like emphasizes that or in he is more that type of character in the book in in the graphic novel and so he's just like flying everywhere all the time and he is constantly trying to just make more money um because he wants the wholesome part of it is he just he wants to have a good life for his mortal mother so i know it's so sweet but also he's just such the goofy best friend he his hair is just giant and all over the place all of the time. And sometimes he puts it in a man bun. Sometimes he has just like a sweatband around and he wears like white tank tops and booty shorts and flies oh around gosh. looking like an eighties 
exercise icon, which is hilarious oh, to me. But he and Persephone are, are good friends because um, Persephone grew up in the mortal realm with her mother, uh, Demeter, and he was delivering messages. And at one point he smelled really bad. And so then Demeter is like, you you smell awful, sir. And so then he goes to like the nearest river to take a bath and accidentally comes upon Persephone just hanging out in the river, also taking a bath. And like Persephone was kept a secret from everyone oh. so like hermes didn't know that persephone existed he thought that she was a water nymph or something and she's like nope i'm the daughter of demeter and just uh, they just they started a friendship and it's hilarious and adorable um like it's completely platonic literally nothing nothing happens between them except for support and love which is adorable and then aries also happens upon Persephone in the mortal realm at some point. And he is much more of a scoundrel about it. He pretends like he doesn't know how to read. And she's like, I must help you just because that's how Persephone is. And so she like (laughs) spends days, uh, quote unquote, teaching Ares to read. And then at one point he has like left and she sees his bag and sees that he has a journal and he was writing in the journal. Oh my gosh. He knows how to read. (laughs) And, And he's like constantly hitting on her. And at one point, I think they, yeah, at one point they kissed. Um, I know. But literally, that's all that happens. And um, like when she finds out that he learned how, that he knew how to read, she immediately like starts screaming throughout her lands. And then her mom finds him and she's like, this man was here and he was being so suspicious. And she just like got him kicked out because he was, he was icon. Uh, being a scoundrel. And so... Whenever Ares pops back up, he's just constantly hitting on her. But it's never anything serious or anything because, like, Ares and Aphrodite are madly in love and have children together. Oh, my gosh. Even though they're not married, um, they have, like, what is it? How many different types of love are there? Five to seven, I think. And so they have, like, five to seven kids. And it's it's interesting it's really funny um and just like seeing the artwork of aries and sweatpants and just like a tank is really attractive and funny yeah um what (laughs) would you say is the genre of your graphic novel is it a drama or is it just like contemporary fiction or comedy so it's definitely more contemporary um with the retelling because all of the gods like in olympus it's it's very modern looking it's just when they go to the mortal realm they then look like they're dressed in ancient greece um so like that's really interesting just the difference between when they have to be in front of humans and when they're by themselves um is they're much more advanced when they're by themselves I would say it's probably a mix of drama and comedy. I don't Mm -hmm. kind of like a sitcom. Yeah. Just because from what you've described it, it sounds like really, really fun, like fun and flirty, especially because a lot of those retellings are so dark. Yes. um, And really intense. So 
It's definitely fun and flirty, but there are different um, traumatic events that do happen and are dealt with. Like um, within volume one, I think it ends or is close to ending with this. But Persephone, after she goes to college, uh, gets sexually assaulted. And so then she she's going to college on a scholarship for um like the maidens of eternal solitude or something and um like now she she's not a maiden anymore she's not a virgin so what does she do she can't she feels like she can't tell anyone about it and it's just it's a really rough thing but i think it's handled in a way that is is hopeful Mm-hmm. For anyone that has had that experience. Um, and I love the way that it ends up getting handled. I wish that it didn't happen. And yeah. I absolutely despise the God that did it. Um, yeah. But it does eventually get handled. So that's good. The, the interesting thing about Webtoon using it on an app is that um, sometimes they add music to it. And oh. so you can you can scroll through and read as music is happening. And that was one of the ones where music was happening during it. And she does do disclaimers before, just like, this is sensitive material. If you have issues with this, maybe I think she has it like with red lines. You can skip from one red line to the other and keep going throughout the story. Okay. That's mm-hmm. really, really thoughtful and really mm-hmm. nice, especially I think in that sort of a context on like mm-hmm. an app that's really that's great yeah yeah so it does handle some adult stuff in it i would say this is probably like high school age or more mm-hmm. um just because of some of the adult content that happens in it but it's very good nice very mm-hmm. very cool yeah i don't really have any I mean, all of it is my favorite section. I don't know. It's just the artwork is gorgeous, which is maybe my favorite part, which kept me reading it. And just like all of the characters are great. Um, But what kept you reading Sheets? I love the artwork. It's very, I'll just kind of give you a little glimpse. It's very purple. Ooh, we love purple. We love it. It's, it's very, there's a lot of blues and purples. It's like, a shade darker than pastels, mm-hmm. um, which I think is also really interesting because it is set in autumn, but like even the leaves are purple. <laughs> like everything is just like purple and blue and pink. And I I was just really, really drawn to the artwork. It reminded me a lot of the movie Wolf Walkers. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's on Apple TV, I think, but it it just felt very like hand painted almost and not as animated but very Mm -hmm. it's very emotional and it definitely draws a lot of feelings out and it i think i i yeah i think it's so interesting i really think that the art affects a graphic novel so intensely obviously but right to the point of like if i don't vibe with the artwork i physically can't read a graphic novel yeah i i definitely agree with you there I've tried finding different graphic novels to read on Webtoon, and I'll start, like, one or two of them. And if after, like, two episodes, I'm just like, I don't – there's something about it I don't really vibe with. And, I mean, Lore Olympus might be the biggest Webtoon out there, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think on the app, um, it has like how many people are subscribed to it and how many people like have their eye on it or something. And it has like 1.1 billion people. Oh my god! With their eyes on Lore Olympus, and I was like, it's worth it. To be honest, like it's a really, really, really good series. I also, I, I think in general, and I, excuse me, I kind of think this for everything, but if you're going to tell your story in a certain medium, it has to make sense. Like, I can't just wake up and think, I'm going to write a graphic novel just because Mm -hmm. I feel like it. I feel like the story has to be told in a graphic novel or a book or a movie or animation. And you know that that is the format for it. Like, there can't be Mm -hmm. any other way. And eventually, of course, there could be adaptations, but originally for the story. And I think that Sheets definitely fits that because there are so many pages where there is absolutely no dialogue. And you're just like seeing the emotions Mm -hmm. that these characters are going through. And I think it is so, so, so well done, especially because this book is so much about mental health and grief and the relationship between um, the two main characters and so much of that is told through just the artwork which i think it, i i think that that is what makes it really well done mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely yeah. artwork it's it's just so so the artwork in laurel olympus is kind of also watercolory mm-hmm. it, it doesn't necessarily look um computer animated Similar to how you said sheets probably doesn't really seem like it either. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Artwork is just, it's lovely. And I like how recognizable it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like that there's, there's always like artists, I feel you can start out copying other people's art to kind of figure out what your own style is. But once someone figures out their art style, it's hard to not recognize it, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that at least probably for both of these, it was very clear. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what we should do, Julia? You should what? you should take a picture of a page and send it to me and I will post it on our Instagram so that people can get an idea of what the artwork okay. is. Because yeah. I'm just going to show you, like, look at this page. There's no dialogue, but look at how pretty this is. Oh, that is so pretty. I love it. Oh, yeah. Before I started using Matilda as my background on my phone, it would be Laura <laughs> Olympus stuff. <laughs> I can't believe Matilda beat it out. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find one in here. I don't. I don't know. Or like, oh, also Hades has a ton of dogs, what? and it's amazing. So like, oh yeah, that's beautiful, isn't it pretty? Yeah, it's I so love pretty. that. Oh, okay, it's so pretty. What made you choose this graphic novel for this episode? Is it the artwork or was it something else that led you to this one in particular? Honestly, it's a bit of the artwork and a bit of the fact that I I think I read volume one before I even knew that Webtoon existed. I saw it and was like, ooh, this looks really pretty and cool. Um, So the artwork drew me in and then I found out that you could read more of lore olympus on webtoon like the volumes 
there's so much more available. <laughs> there's so much more. And so then when I found that out, I literally spent like three days just sitting curled up on the couch with my computer or phone and just like scrolling through the episodes and reading them. And it was, it was amazing. And now I like, it comes out weekly and I'm all caught up, but I also use the fast pass. So I'm like three weeks ahead of the people that don't pay for the extra episodes early. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i mean i feel like is not that many a lot of people fast past lore olympus um that is so cool though it's nice yeah. to know that it's it's so popular and so many people are enjoying it yeah it's it's great and the story is just it's nice it i mean i know that there's traumatizing stuff that happens in it but like all of the characters kind of have their own specific color And so Hades is blue, Persephone is pink, Demeter is green, and, like, Zeus is purple. And so, like, there are other characters that are similar colors. So, like, Hera is yellow, but then Hera and Zeus's daughter um, is yellow as well. And so, like, you can kind of see connections every now and then or, like, um, Artemis and Apollo, who are twins, are also both purple. But, I mean, in Greek myth, Artemis and Apollo are Zeus's children. And so it makes it really interesting because, I mean, this isn't really much of a spoiler because it's in Greek myth. But Artemis and Apollo in the story of Lore Olympus didn't actually know who their father was until much later. Hmm. Yeah, like Zeus didn't know that they were his children either, which that that scoundrel. Um <laughs> That scoundrel. <laughs> that scoundrel. What is he doing? <laughs> oh, putting his D where it doesn't belong. <laughs> oh dear. Which you, you get a bit of that in the story too. Um, but it's just it's so cool because then if like a character is far away, but you can kind of see their color, there's only a specific amount of characters with that color that then show up and and you can tell who it is or like if it's specifically muted or if they're wearing a different outfit um and you don't know who it is it makes like that drama exciting too Mm, very Mm -hmm. nice yeah yeah so the artwork initially drew me in and then the story just continued because they're adorable okay so is there um an antagonist in this series or is there one in the beginning and does it shift or what what exactly is the story that we're following okay so the main story that we're following is persephone Mm -hmm. um she has begged her mother to not be homeschooled and to go to college on olympus instead of like tending the the harvest in the mortal realm and so persephone moves in with artemis And Artemis is also part of um, the goddesses of eternal maidenhood. That's what it is. And and so Demeter is like, you know, you're going to live with her. So it's fine. There's not going to be any sort of like funny business happening because you both are in the goddesses of eternal maidenhood. And that just means no boys will be in the apartment. Great. Um, (laughs) But then boys come into the apartment and... um, I don't necessarily want to give away who ends up sexually assaulting Persephone, but he becomes a very big pain in the ass 
very okay. early on. And it's one of those characters that are that are like everyone thinks that he's a good guy. And so she kind of feels like no one's going to believe me if I tell them that this person mm. did it anyway, which sucks. There, There's a lot of different layers for that. So that's like the first issue that pops up. And then we've got Zeus kind of being the second issue that pops up. All of the older, like, adultier gods all have opinions on Persephone and Hades. Um Demeter is kind of because she's in the mortal realm, no one tells her about it. <laughs> and so she just doesn't know. And Zeus is like, oh, yeah, go for it. But then Hera is like, she's literally 19 years old. And but it's it's so interesting the way all of those dynamics work. Zeus ends up being a pain in the ass as well. But that's more because he feels like his power is slipping away. Like him being the king of the gods is suddenly being questioned and so then he's like meeting out justice heavier than it really needs to be at mm-hmm. points okay yeah and then chronos shows up okay mm-hmm. so there's a, definitely a lot of there's a lot of forces. there's a lot of like different plot lines that are going all at once but it's pretty easy to follow along with okay very mm-hmm. cool yeah what about you? Um, yes. So in Sheets, there is a, an antagonist, a bad guy, um, and his name is Mr. Sabretuck, and he wants to buy the laundromat and turn it into a spa. Mm-hmm. And he basically keeps setting up Marjorie for failure and, like, tries to make it harder for her to get her orders finished on time so that he can buy the place, and he tries to get customers angry with her. Um, I, I, quick question. Yeah. How how old is Marjorie again? She's 13. And how old is Mr. Sagatuck? He's like, he's an know, adult. Like 45. <laughs> that's not fair. I know. It has really that's intense, so really intense um, Luca energy. Like the old man who joins the bike competition <laughs> in Luca. Okay. That is Mr. Sabretuck messing with 12 year olds for no reason. <laughs> And you're like, why are you here? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. He, he is a very silly kind of mm-hmm. a fop of a character, but he is also like he does actively make her life harder. And because for a long time, she doesn't have anybody on her side. It's really, really mm-hmm. tough because she's taking care of herself and her brother and like tries to get her dad out of bed and. She's mm-hmm. alone for so much of it that you really feel the weight of it, which is why I think it's nice that the villain isn't too villainous. He is a little yeah. bit like a goof um, because everything else is so heavy. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, can't have that uh, in so addition. Where Where is the setting for Sheets? Um, I think it's Maine. Okay. It's like a, a small coastal town, like a one stoplight sort of a place where like everybody Mm -hmm. knows each other. Um, And she goes to a very small school and she gets teased a lot Mm -hmm. and she's like struggling to make friends and fit in with people. So it's, it's tough, but it's really good. It does literally everything I'm saying. I'm like, wow, this is literally Casper, the friendly ghost vibes. (laughs) I love it though. In this book. (laughs) Have you read Delicates? I have. I have read Delicates. Delicates follows 
Marjorie and Wendell again, but it also follows a character that's a very minor character in Sheets. And it is a lot more about mental health and fitting in Mm -hmm. um, as a young teenager. Um, And in that one, the new um, main girl is autistic. And they talk about what it means to like struggle to fit in with your peers at a, at the age of 13 when you mm-hmm. feel like you are struggling with something else entirely. Yeah. It is really, I had a few single tear moments. That one is as, it's like Aww. genuinely quite emotional, but it's really, yeah. really well done. Um, and really important. These are like such fun ways. Like you look uh-huh. at sheets and you're like, what a cute little book. And you end up learning about mental health and grief along the way. Love that. Is there going to be a third one? Is it just going to keep going? I genuinely have no idea. There's been no announcement, but Sheets came out in 2018. And then Delicates, I don't think, came out until 2021. I was going to say it was relatively recently. Yeah. So it might just take a long time, too. And I do know that Brenna Thumler... I don't know. Maybe I'm just spilling the tea on her life. <laughs> she has a podcast and she's in grad school. So she might just. Be oh, crazy. she's busy. <laughs> yeah. She has things going on. Right. Which you also have a podcast and grad school. You know. Yeah. I also have things going on. That's why my <laughs> third graphic novel has not been released yet. <laughs> Why Get on it, Maggie. People are waiting for you. I'm tired. <laughs> okay julia i'm asking you a question out of left freaking field okay all right let me catch it if you were to write a graphic novel what would you write about and what sort of art style would you want to employ in your book oh i mean if i could pull off the type of art style that laura olympus is with like i really i love art that is watercolor plus pen and ink sort of Mm -hmm. stuff um like I have a tarot card deck that has that too and I just think that those go really well together um so that's probably the art style I would go with uh as for the content I don't know I mean I did lose three cats in the span of like a year so probably something to do with ghost cats um, i genuinely I think, think that that would fun. be a really good idea yeah um yeah no that's honestly like the most tragic part about my life recently is i have had three cats and all of them have died um which just means that i'm like some sort of cat reaper which is fine but it also means that i don't want to get a cat anytime soon because i don't want it to die so that does make sense and i am genuinely so sorry but yeah, also, so maybe, I know one day you'll be able to get a cat, but also you might be able to employ this into really great art. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I sent a picture to you yesterday because mm-hmm. I was at, I was at a family get together and there was a bunch of paint supplies and stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I'll just do little ghosty monster cats. Um, So I painted three little pictures of my three dead cats is like the kitten is a ghost and then um my old lady that was like 22 but they told me she was 10 um no. she, she, she was so, ancient she was so old 
<laughs> so old and I love her. She had resting bitch face. Um, and she was amazing. Um, I made her a mummy cat and she's just so fun. And then my first cat, that was a tripod. Um, he, I just made him like a Frankenstein because he was missing a leg and I just put two bolts in the side of his neck and I was like, this is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if it's like a clear maybe if it is about a cat reaper who then helps animals kind of cross when they need to and can still see them and whatnot. that's really cute it's like a cute. revamped all dogs go to heaven yeah but with cats but with i'm not cats. really a dog person i think that's a great idea and i yeah. say go for it oh thanks you're welcome are you thinking of doing a graphic novel i would love to one day yeah, I don't really have any plans to do one at the moment. Um, it's definitely like on my bucket list of things to create and do, but I don't really mm -hmm. have anything in mind. Um, I did kind of have this idea for a story where a girl realizes that she has the magical ability to create anything that she draws, Ooh. which might be a fun thing to Isn't do it as like a novel, purple crayon or something. Yeah. And so I thought it would be cool to like do different art styles or if it's like a television show, different animation styles, depending on what mm -hmm. she draws, things like something like that. But I mean, that's just very, I have no real plans at the moment. That's just an idea that I've had and I'm debating if it's worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should go for it. Thank you. <laughs> and if someone else wants to do it, they should contact you first. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. if you know how to draw, let me know, because I can't. <laughs> Although my stick people are impeccable. Mm. I'm, I'm a doodle uh, queen. I, I should uh, remember when we were talking about stick people uh, for the villains episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to actually do a stick people thing and throw it in your package that I still haven't sent out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make it fun, but also like weird because that is just the vibe. And I will frame it. Yay! You don't um, need to go that far. I, I will though. <laughs> uh. Okay, Julia. Julia, yes. Julia. Mm -hmm. If you could be a character from this book, who would you be and why? Such a good question. I mean, I love the idea so something about persephone's hair is that it's magical and um it it she cuts it it grows really really fast so like when she is feeling very strong emotions it grows and you can so like when she is having a hard time you can see that her hair like in each panel just starts getting longer and longer but then when she cuts it it turns into flower petals so she has like tons of different hairstyles um so i love that idea i just don't know that i necessarily want to be persephone um so the character i think it would either be hermes or hecate um Hmm. who was living in the underworld before Hades even got there. She is a primordial chaos god and her real form, she has three heads and she just is 
she's like Hades' right hand man. She's constantly okay. wearing power suits and has like blunt cut bangs and a bob, and she's just she's fun. She is Team Persephone one hundred percent, and she's also Team Chaos one hundred percent. Yeah, so that's your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Love so th- yeah those would be the characters that i would be um okay but you- wait i want to yeah. backtrack if you could take anything from this world into ours would it be persephone's hair would uh, you want magical hair yes i think so i i would like the ability to know that if i cut my hair super short all i have to do is cry and it'll grow out um every day <laughs> I could just do different styles with my hair all of the time. And if it, it if it turned into petals, that would be great because I don't want to clean up loose hair all of the time. Gosh, yeah, that would be so annoying. I know, right? I'm glad that that was the solution to the problem because there's one point where she's like in Hades's house and her hair, she had like a mental breakdown. Her hair grew really long and she asked him to help her cut it. And so he did. And then like hours later after they've left and and he comes back and he's just laying on the bed and there's still like a bunch of flower petals just on the bed. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I love that. Oh. It's sweet. <laughs> yeah, they have a lovely relationship. I think... And she is so small compared to how tall he is. Like, she's four foot nothing, and he's, like, six and a half feet tall. What? And it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's insane. The height difference is hilarious. Oh, uh, there's my God. Like, there's characters, I think the Valkyries, um, or whatever their, their Greek counterpart is, um, there's, like, a scandal sheet that got taken a picture of Hades and Persephone walking around when she first goes to the underworld and his like minions see it and uh they're like oh she he looks like her dusty old dad just with how tall he was next to her and he was like stop it (laughs) oh it's so funny oh but yes what character would you want to be um, I would want to be one of the ghosts. She's like a hippie ghost. She wears earrings and glasses, Ooh. even though she's a ghost, just a sheet. <laughs> like, I love all of these ghosts don't need sheets, but the sheet holds in their ghostly form, which is why oh. they, they wear them to like okay. hold themselves together. Um, <laughs> and her sheet also has little earrings and glasses, and she's in charge of the death therapy and she tries to get people acclimated to the ghost town and i love her i love that oh my gosh that's adorable it's so cute everything about this book is so cute if you were to think "Mm, cute you're probably thinking about sheets (laughs) fair fair would you what would you bring from sheets out into the universe Okay, really boring and really practical and a little bit of a spoiler. But because the sheets hold in their ghostly form, they have magical laundry detergent that gets out all of the stains and helps keep their sheets nice and sparkly clean. And then they use this magical laundry detergent at the laundromat, which saves the business. Spoiler alert. 
Um, and it keeps everything super, super clean and soft. And as an adult who now has to do laundry all of the time, that sounds so nice. <laughs> Magical laundry detergent. Yes. That's my answer. Hey, you know what? That sounds excellent. <laughs> and everything is sparkling soft. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. As another adult that does laundry. There it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Full stop. Um, Julia. <laughs> Yes. Is Lore Olympus a movie TV show? Should it be? And final question, do you have any thoughts on casting? It is not a movie TV show. I think it would probably succeed pretty well as a TV show. I've seen like fan edits of people that have like taken their art style and meshed it with Lore Olympus just for like Ooh. fan stuff and made it into videos. Um so I think it could. I really like it in the form that it's currently in, personally, but I would still watch the heck out of the show. I don't know. I think I think Tom Hiddleston should be in there somewhere. <laughs> Julia's always casting Tom. <laughs> or Henry Cavill. <laughs> but I don't think he needs to be in this one. Tom Hiddleston, though. <laughs> But I also just, I, I watched Thor Love and Thunder and really missed Tom Hiddleston in it. I'm so sorry. I would like to see him in something. <laughs> That's fair. So you're going to stick uh, him in this. Yeah. So he can be in this. Um, honestly, he'd probably be real cute as Hades. And then like a Jason Momoa type for Poseidon. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Poseidon. Poseidon doesn't show up very often but when he does he's always like down to party and his hair is like past his shoulders and he's just like the broiest of of the characters and so it's just a fun dynamic because Zeus is also very broy but he sometimes has to remain regal but mostly mm. he's a party bro and then uh Poseidon is broy, but he's like the himbo. Uh, he's like the muscly, dumb guy, but loves just everything that's happening. And then they have Hades, who is like really quiet and does not like going overboard the way that his brothers do and is just generally annoyed by everything. Oh, dear. And and it's just very funny because then he meets Persephone and she's like this cinnamon roll of a of a human, but she has some anger in her, which is fun. It's fun when that pops up. Nice. Mm -hmm. Who would you want to cast as Persephone? I don't. I don't know. I don't really know that many like actors nowadays that are like incredibly short. But also Persephone is <laughs> Persephone is uh like she's on the rounder side. Like she's like short and very voluptuous. And I love that. I do too. And I just don't think like I can't think of any actors right now that kind of fit that bill. You know? Me neither. I'd have to I'd have to like actually do research for that. But I love that about her too. Like most of um the goddesses are relatively thin there's obviously some like really tall leggy nymphs and whatever but then there's persephone um who is short and round 
and she's just so lovely. Like she's got roles and it's great. I genuinely think that's great. I do too. That is really good representation for a goddess, right? Ugh, yes. So um, tell us about Sheets. Is it being developed into anything? Well, according to my paper, I wrote for my class. It (laughs) should be. Um, No, it's not. It's not. I do think it would make a great animated film um, if there would be a way to, like, get Brenna Thumler on the team and do this Mm -hmm. sort of, like, artsy 2D animation style in the film. I think it would be absolutely gorgeous. I would love it. I would watch the heck out of it. I think putting it into a film would just give the opportunity for more people to see the story if they're not Mm -hmm. interested in reading graphic novels, although I am team this graphic novel. Um, As for casting, no clue, because I don't know any children. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Okay, wait, no. What about that kid that played young Ryan Reynolds? In the Adam Project, he's playing. He's playing Percy Jackson, actually. Oh, now. he is cute. He's cute. I he would could cast probably him. be Wendell. I would cast him as Wendell. That would be really, really cute. And maybe I'll cast Brendan Fraser as Mister Sabertuck. Okay, I like I love that. It. <laughs> we love Brendan Fraser. We love it. We love it. He's such a. He seems like such a lovely person. I I genuinely bet he is so nice. I I don't doubt it at all. I I. Really, really hope that he is because he just has that kind of look about him. And also, he's like been through a lot. So that's let's just give him all the work. Let's no. just let's just be team Brendan Fraser, you guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this podcast yeah. we love him. Brendan Fraser. And that's just <laughs> where we're at today. Uh we need that on a button. This podcast <laughs> stands Brendan Fraser. How did this happen? How did we get to be here? <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna yes. have to go back through all of our episodes and just figure out what what phrases can go on like a mug or a button. <laughs> you know we have many. <laughs> uh, okay, so Maggie, do you have any book recommendations? Yes, outside of sheets. So I would say if you liked sheets. Read Delicates. It's definitely a sequel that is not to be missed. Um, In terms of other graphic novels that I love, The Prince and the Dressmaker is amazing. It's more of like a 3D M. It looks very animated, the art style, Mm -hmm. but it is about a um, dressmaker who gets hired by the prince to make him ball gowns. And he does drag in secret because it's (gasps) against the rules of his kingdom <gasps> and they fall in love. It's so that's adorable. It's so good. It is so, and it's so pretty and I loved it. And I recently read this graphic novel called Allison. It's by Lizzie Stewart. And it is about this woman who um, feels really, really lost in her life. She grew up in this small coastal town in England and she follows this older man and he basically takes care of her in England and in London, sorry. Mm-hmm. And she becomes an artist and she leaves him and she tries to figure out who she is on her own and she's like developing her art. And so the graphic novel moves from like art from like telling her story and then to like her actual art. 
and it is Ooh. it's really really good and it's the first like adult graphic novel that i read like it's made for mm-hmm. grown-ups it's there's like a lot of story in it as well and it i really really enjoyed it and it's such a pretty book mm. um and then i would say <laughs> just as a little silly recommendation if you like sheets and you're hoping to scratch that itch, um, I just decided that you should watch Casper the Friendly Ghost. So <laughs> go go give it a watch. Go enjoy young Hillary Duff. Be free. Oh, right. That is Hillary Duff. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is. Oh, man. Hillary Duff. Didn't she have like super crimpy hair in that too? Yeah. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. Um, Julia. Do you yes. have any books to recommend for us? Honestly, I kind of failed on that regard. I think Lore Olympus is excellent. Um, if you've read the first two volumes but didn't know that Webtoon was a thing, um, definitely download the app and read the rest of Lore Olympus on there. Um, and while you're on Webtoon, you could also check out um, this other series that I really like called Midnight Poppy Land and it is a mafia romance which um it, it's it's got a similar dynamic to Persephone and Hades there's a tiny voluptuous young main lady um and then this giant broody mafia <laughs> hitman like somehow ends up in her sphere and He's, like, trying to keep her safe while also keeping his distance. And she's just, like, this man's really broody and he seems like he needs a friend. And so she just, like, keeps popping up into his life. And he's just, like, I'm literally around murderers right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's, just, it's, it's very dramatic. It's on hiatus right now, which is really annoying for me because I want the story to keep going. But the artwork is really cool. And the the mafia man is very good looking he has a lot of tattoos and muscles and is very funny um their dynamic is also very adorable so midnight poppy land on webtoon would be my next suggestion but outside of that i don't really have any amazing yeah well, <clears throat> gosh excuse me you guys i'm getting over a cold i guess with that We heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We are off to record our newest mini-sode for our Patreon. And if you're interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, you can follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so much for being a novel friend. We will see y'all next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> All Bye. right. Bye. Bye.